0: Welcome back listeners. My name is Jackson Vickery and I am the host and producer of the JV Club podcast. On this episode, I spoke to makeup department head Sarah Rubano and hair department head Michael White about their work on the holdovers. want to thank you guys so much for hopping on and joining me today. Um, I am such huge fans of your work and of this film. Um, I was talking to Sarah about it just very briefly before you were um, joining. And um, I just, I find this, I mean, just in all of Alexander's films, um, just to be so, uh, I mean, just the portrayal of, of humans and of the human connection and of human life just to be so beautiful and so needed right now in this particular time as i mean things are so divided and um so divisive um it's so lovely to just have a movie that sort of finds common ground um especially in this holiday season um even though it it is a hol- it is a christmas movie in a sense but i i think it's a it's a universal story that um is touching so many hearts, and um, so I have to thank you for that. No, and, you're welcome. Uh, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but I did just really quickly want to start out before diving into the the hair and makeup of it all. Um, because I've been able to chat with a few of your um cohorts on um the holdovers, and I I really love this question in terms of. Um, is there a character within Alexander's films, um, that someone in your life or someone that you relate to? Um, and by that I mean I I always bring up the example of Nebraska because I Nebraska is a film that um changed my life in many ways in terms of the way I view people and the way that um I view cinema and I mean. The, the second I see June Squibb, I, I go straight to my grandma or an, about Schmidt, I think about my dad in two seconds. And now I have a whole new sort of library of characters I can choose from with um, with the holdovers. And I'm just curious if for you two, there is anyone in particular in your life that um, has been um, sort of mirrored when you um, look at Alexander's films? Uh,
1: Go ahead, Sarah, you first.
2: Okay. Um, Well, yeah, you know, all of his characters are very, very relatable, um, as you said, Jackson. Um, And so I think that's what connects us with Alexander's films, because you can relate to all the characters to some degree. They remind you of a relative, a parent, a sister, a brother, a cousin. on the holdovers, the character that I connected with the most, I feel, would be Miss Crane. Um, you know, she's a little bit awkward, she's a little bit kooky, you know, she's um uh somebody who would match her lipstick to her nail polish, to her, you know, toenail polish, to the um the uh, you know, um, detail on her Christmas dress. So <clears throat> I connect with that. Um in a way that my mother was an Avon lady, and um, and so we always had those little lipsticks around the house, and we were always trying to mix mix and match. And um, I think that's why I've ended up being a makeup artist in the end. But um, okay. but yeah, the Miss the Miss Crane is um, she's a sweet, endearing, lovable, kooky character, colorful character. And so yeah, she really it was fun to develop her her character and. Um, and to work with the actress, and yeah, it was it was a lovely uh, connect that that character in particular for me. I love that. Okay,
1: and um, as you were speaking, uh, Jackson, uh, that there's a lot of uh, catalog under Alexander Payne. Uh, a lot of work about it. like when you mentioned about Schmidt, one of my favorite movies. Um, I kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that Sarah and I got to share was on Wednesday, he would take us uh, to the cinema and he would uh, invite a group of us and he would put a movie on. And Sarah, what was the one that we saw, that last one we saw? Do you remember?
2: The Landlord. The the Landlord. Yeah.
1: And it was so, uh, you know, I was just kind of taken by him um, exposing us to uh, a different type of uh, character based story, or maybe something that he was trying to share with us that uh, was how he sees things through his eyes. So, I kind of relate back to Sideways, mm-hmm. which was had this craziness of personalities, uh, and just something that uh, I I, if I looked up the word uh, freedom and just go and whatever is kind of the serendipity of it all uh, occurs. Um, I kind of that's where I kind of became a real fan. Um, when we came into the holdovers, uh, Sarah and myself were approached by Alexander. Um, I had worked for uh, uh Mark Johnson before, and um, uh, Sarah had relationships with other producers, uh, even with Mark, right? Uh, Sarah.
2: I had worked with Mark back in 2004 and 2007, so it was kind of a cool reunite.
1: Yeah, so they kind of, uh, in a way, it was like an invitation to be part of something special. Um, I suddenly realized that I was not yet uh, up to speed on really what was going on. We were, uh, Alexander had a way of explaining his vision and his characters, but I was kind of overwhelmed that I had someone of his uh, uh, vision or of his uh, history, his legacy of what will be that um, I kind of related to uh, Dominic. Um, I you know lost my mother at a young age I didn't go to boarding school, but I was the one who was kind of, my dad was off doing what he had to do in life. uh, And I'd be the one kind of, you know, there, Uh, I was the orphan one that went to the orphan Thanksgiving. I was the orphan Christmas dinner. I was the one who got invited, who was the orphan, as we called it. And um, I found that Uh, Dominic, as the movie goes on, you see this personality uh, uh, unpeel itself like an onion, and you start to see the core of who he is. Uh, And kind of in my life, I had that way of uh, someone kind of being the uh, inspiration to be, or speak of the type of person, I was evolving into or, and I found that with Paul and Divine and Dominic, that uh, I've been there somewhere in my life. It was a very, uh, you know, deja vu or re- uh, reflecting back on uh, times when I was, you know, the one that was the only one there. And it might have been you know, someone that uh, family I was with, which he was like, it was a family to all the kids left. So I related to that. I mean, it was very much so.
0: That That's such a beautiful story. Um, you and Sarah, I mean, you guys have, I mean, absolutely beautiful. Um, but I, I, I'm also very curious to know what did you want the hair and makeup to tell in this story?
1: Well, um, I'm gonna lead into, uh, Sarah and I had immediate uh, synchronicity. Uh, We uh, both respect each other in our careers and we never worked together before, but we've been on the highway where you wave as they go in the other direction, but I I was very excited to be with someone who really had was visionary in her own uh, 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 way that she brought a character to life, and I've always I uh, my father was a hairdresser, my uncle uh, I kind of grew up around it, and I've always looked as the hairdresser frames the picture and the makeup artist paints the picture. And when Sarah, we would take the breakdown of what Alexander would pass on to us, you know, Sarah would evolve and uh, she'll tell, I'll let her tell the story of how Paul was, you know, with the walleye and everything. And then I was able to come in And there was just such a uh, timing and an understanding of uh, the professor, which was passed on to both of us. So we really worked in uh, this sync of, you know, creating the picture and then framing it. Hmm. And it's a great story that Sarah shares about uh, Paul. Which she can take, which is an example of how we kind of uh, uh, created what was uh, Alexander's vision. So I pass it to you, Sarah.
2: Hey, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as Michael said, you know, we had never worked together before, but we, we like, you know, we fell right into a wonderful harmony and we were just bouncing back and forth and we just found a really nice synchronicity um, and an effortless creative flow really, which is what we want, you know, within a, a small department where we have a lot to achieve. And so, you know, Alexander wanted us to bring something authentic that would transport the audience, you know, that's what he wanted to do in the overall um, framework of this um, of this aesthetic. Um, and we were to support that but he didn't want any of it to be um, distracting. So it had to be effortless and it had to look as though it just super authentic, which is a challenge because to achieve that is a bit of effort, you know? So you have to, with effort, create something effortless. And so we walked that very fine line, Michael and I, and, um, you know, we did everything, watched old old eight, eight millimeter footage of, of Deerfield Academy. We went through yearbooks. We um we just created all these mood boards to just create the correct color palettes, textures, styles, and and you know, we just wanted to visually support what Alexander was doing in his storytelling. And um and so, you know, we're both proud. We feel like, you know, after seeing the film, we feel as though, you know, nothing is distracting, everything is there to support, which is what he wanted. That was the brief that he gave us. Um, And then of course, to work with the wonderful Paul Giamatti and, um, you know, he's got his funny, um, uh, wall-eyed, you know, little side storyline there. And so, you know, Alexander wanted to keep the audience guessing as to which is his good eye. And so we actually had two scleral contact lenses made and depending on where the the camera shot and where the camera was set up it the 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 wonky eye would change from left to right. You know, we'd hear Alexander say, left eye this time or right eye this time. And so Zach, our wonderful and skillful lens technician would be on standby, is it can be left or is it gonna be the right eye? And so he would pop it in accordingly. And it just keeps the get audience guessing and also the characters in the story as to which eye is his good eye. But yeah, just working with Paul was amazing. You know, Michael had worked with Paul previously. Um, so they had an established uh, relationship um, and a dear friend of mine had worked with Paul quite a bit, um, uh, Bill Corso, a dear friend of ours. And um, and so that was really cool. because um, so that it just felt very familiar and easy and organic. and Paul is so easy going and he's so respectful and he's funny as heck kept us laughing. Um, every day he would come in and I had this tiny little mustache comb it was called the Zeus. I got it from, I got it on Amazon. And um, he would come in, I'd have it set, like, initially, it was just set to the side. But over the course of shooting, I would, I ended up finding a special little pillow to put it on, like it was his, uh, his, you know, wand or something. So he'd come in, he'd sit down, pick up the Zeus and, and comb, 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 you know, he'd just get his eyebrows, he'd get his mustache. And that was, the first thing he would do in the chair. And it was actually, I think, quite a therapeutic little ritual he would do. And in the end, um, the Zeus made it into the film. (laughs) yeah, As as Paul's getting ready for the, you know, um, Professor Hunnam's getting ready for the Christmas party. You see him brushing, I think his mustache. He did the whole thing eyebrows, but I think just the little bit we see is him brushing his mustache. But yeah, you know Alexander Payne—he's a true visionary. Um, he's incredible, and to work with him was a true honor. And to be a part of this with Michael and the um, the larger crew was really truly an honor.
1: And we had a very uh, uh, talented department. Uh, we had—we uh, talk about the word harmony uh, when you have actors that want to come in and stay in the trailer until they have to go to set because they're able to transition into their character and they feel it's a good place. It is very complimentary to Sarah and I as department heads. And we had the people that were the right fit. And we were a small crew. We were a crew of six, uh, three makeup, three hair, plus our lens tech. And it was like uh, like a choir, it, we, you know. We all you know sang at the same uh, harmony, and uh, we had the rhythm, and um, it was fun. And the one thing that uh, uh, Jackson that uh, is a lost art is the way the directors used to make movies, like Alfred Hitchcock and. Uh, the, you know, uh, we can go on with people's names, but uh, Alexander was part of that, you know, when they were there sitting in two seats talking, you know, in the scene, Alexander would be off camera like behind them. And uh, I've worked with directors uh, like Barry Levinson, who would do this uh, years ago. Um, And he would kind of, when they would do a take, he would whisper to them, Alexander, or talk to them. And suddenly they'd go again, but, you know, with a different maybe tone or uh, something in the dialogue. And it was really like fascinating to watch him work. Uh, He's a storyteller. Uh, The actors have such a great respect And it, you know, when you have a crew that can really have a relationship with the director because the director allows it to be that way and creates the family, uh, a picture like the Holdovers comes, you know, to life. It's a lot of, like Sarah said, it's a lot of moving parts. And he handpicked the people that he felt were part of his orchestra. And I used to say to Sarah, it's like he would take his baton in the early in the morning and, and hold it up and everybody would start with whatever instrument you were playing. And every day would be a beautiful song, a beautiful, uh, uh, you know, uh, whether it was loud uh, woodwinds or brass or violins it just all became one beautiful piece of music. And uh, like, like you said, I think it's an incredible movie for this period in time to go to the theater and see something that has a little complexity to it, uh, has, you, 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 you become friends with the uh, actors uh, through the screen. Uh, you kind of become part of the story and it's a holiday. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was moments of that, you know, uh, uh, you get that little tear and, or a big tear. And I think Divine was, you know, incredible. And, uh, but those scenes with Paul and uh, Dominic were very, very, uh you know, Here's someone that uh, uh, as Sarah will maybe continue to uh, discover I mean he really uh, he broke his shoulder playing hockey at 19 and was in theater and I get, you know in a movie they can look at 600 people for one role and Alexander found this kid and um, I remember when Sarah would be kind of you know, uh, he would ask questions and, uh, you know, Sarah would be talking to him, telling, you know, what was going on or what was going to happen or where we're heading. And then he got the rhythm of it all. But uh, it was fascinating to see that, you know, Alexander found this kid and uh, he was he he's extremely talented. That's, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of people. As Sarah, but when you see a natural, yeah. uh, it's something special. Yes, mm.
2: absolutely, absolutely. Everything that Michael said in regard to Dom, like he was such a natural, and we are all so lucky to have him. You know, to watch in many years to come, and and really, it was all due to him breaking a bone playing hockey and and then just taking the time to get involved in theater and which led to you know an audition and led to him being a part of this movie so it's pretty amazing yeah
0: and we're so thankful for that and i'm so thankful for you too today i i know we're right at time and um i just i really want to thank you too so much um well, you you're welcome
2: yeah, thank you. And and Michael and I just want to quickly just thank our crews, you know, like um, Scott Hirsch, who was my key Danielle McRae, he was a Makeup artist who looked after Donielle and Scott took after, took, um, looked after um, Dom, Zach Rips, my lens technician, and then Christina Patterson, who built and um, designed and hand painted, built the scleral lenses, the wall eyed um, lenses for Paul. and, And that's amazing. And then, you know, for Michael and his wonderful team, you know, he had Jennifer Douglas, who was your key, right?
1: Right, and we, uh, who uh, took care of uh, Carrie, um, uh, Miss Crane, uh, and I had a uh, Shannon Bakeman who took care of Divine, and uh, they were perfect, perfect fit, and I think because, uh, and then uh, we had incredible day players, which are called people we bring in for to help us for the day from Boston that were, you know, you have a, a, it's a team effort. And um, they were able to uh, paint the background and make it uh, so real and uh, so much part of what we were setting as, uh, as the core uh, uh, group of actors. So everything around it meshed right in. And um, we had an incredible trailer. and
2: yeah, uh, and, and Michael, know. let me just interject because you're right about our our background, um, at uh, uh, our background support. You know, for our crowd rooms. You know, having those artists, those local artists, come in and set the tone and the atmosphere that was massive and, and that played a, a very big part. Like the, you know, the Joe Deludes, the Cristal Christ, Christ, uh, Paulins and yeah, we're very, very fortunate. So it was a blessed, um, blessed little production. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery. But a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.